Hello, welcome to the Power by Rock podcast. We're going to be speaking with Mario Rivera from the San Diego band Nights Like Thieves today. I got to know Mario a bit over the past year since I saw them play a frosty show here in Vegas in January, and they've been putting out some rocking tunes this year that always sound great. Mario even created our season three trailer for the podcast, which was awesome. Uh, way better than I could have done. Uh, we'll be digging into the music of Nights Like Thieves and more right after this. You're listening to the Powered by Rock podcast with your host, Isaac Kuhlman. The Powered by Rock podcast was created to help showcase some of the best rock musicians in the world and to pass on to future generations the rock music that has inspired rock fans around the world for decades. We want listeners to be able to hear great stories and life experiences directly from their favorite artists, as well as dig deeper into music theory and talk rock like no other show you've ever heard. This isn't about looking cool. It's about getting real and having a great time. Without further ado, let's start the show. Hello and welcome to the Power by Rock podcast. I'm excited to have an awesome dude on the show today as I'm speaking with Mario from the San Diego-based Emo Alternative Band. I guess that's the kind of genre that I picked for you. Um, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Nights Like Thieves today. It's been months since I've actually gotten to talk to him and we finally got some time to sit down and discuss all the happenings with the band. Hey, Mario, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, man. Good yeah. to be here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I kind of want to, obviously, you know, for most people who don't know your band, I want to back up and yeah, I love the, I love the effects you got going on. <laughs> uh, I want to back up and talk about the band's journey. Cause it's kind of your journey over the last probably 10 years now that's kind of turned into nights like thieves. Um, I believe you actually started a band in, in Albuquerque called Launchpad that kind of then once you moved to San Diego, it's kind Launch, of changed. Launchpad's that- a venue in Albuquerque. Oh, okay. Is that what it is? And before that, I mean, uh, let's see. So my band in Albuquerque that was really that was pretty well known was Left Unsaid. We did that from 1999. We broke up in 2004, but we continued to play shows all the way. Even last show we did was 2019, and then from before that, I've I've been in band since I was 12 years old. Yeah. Um, and I'm 43 now. I'm pretty old now. You're old man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think the first the first few bands I did in Albuquerque, I was 15. Left Unsaid, I was 18, 19 when I got into that. Um, and then from when Left Unsaid broke up, I did a band called Your Name and Lights. Then I did this thing called Monster Pause. I uh, played in other bands, and then I moved to San Diego in 2015. And then I started Nights Like Thieves in 2016. Mm-hmm. And we've been going it's, ever since. Yeah, I was going to say, it's kind of been one of those things that's, uh, you know, as it goes with bands, especially when you're over like 30, 35 even, um, it's difficult to pin people down. It's difficult to keep people in a band. They've got jobs. They've got kids. They've got family, right? So I know you guys have had your fair share of members in and out of the band as well. Can you yeah. kind of give me like a rundown of the formation and like the reformation since kind of Nights Like Thieves was put together? Yeah. So when I first moved to San Diego, I didn't really know anybody. So I wrote some demo songs and some of these songs I actually wrote like 10 years ago or longer. And yep. um, I put like four demos together, you know, just doing it on GarageBand in my studio apartment. And I posted it on Craigslist in the musicians column. And I got a few people to hit me up and stuff. And at, at the, the time, Steve, who plays bass now in Nights Like These, and Frankie, which was our first bass player, Steve played guitar at first. They both emailed me, um, at, not knowing that they both emailed me, right? Because they were both trying to start a separate band. Yeah. And um, so I started talking to them. And then Steve sent me a song, which was Distraction, that we have released now. And that night he sent me the music. I recorded like a second guitar and wrote vocals and recorded that night, sent it back to him. And that's kind of the start of the band. Um, They had a friend that played drums. So they had a rehearsal studio. So we went there, we practiced, uh, we played this distraction. And then after that, we're like, Hey, let's do this. And what's funny about that is that we've never played distraction at all until this year we released it but the last six years we never played it because we were just like yeah it's too 
it's too like pop punk basic and stuff like that. But you know, we're older now. We're like, who cares? It's, it's our drummer, uh, Kiyoki just heard it and he's like, dude, that song's cool. Let's play it. So we yeah. ended up doing it. But since then, We've been through like eight different band members. Yeah. <laughs> Except yeah. for Steve and I have been, Steve and I have been the ones who stuck it through the whole six years. And Kiyoki's been with us now for three years and Matt's been with us for two years. And this is like the most all together on the same page the band has been. Yeah. Um, and here's a funny thing about Steve. Uh, I didn't, we didn't realize this till a few years ago, but Steve and I actually played a show together back in 1995 when Steve's old band Spaz Boy was on tour and they were on tour with a band called John Cougar Concentration Camp. And we all played a show together in Albuquerque when I was like 15. And so it's funny, like all these years later and Steve and I are in a band now that we actually, I found a flyer. I was like, dude, we played together back in 95. That's, that's crazy. That's nice. pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think it's pretty interesting when you talk about, you know, shelving distraction for six years, because when you play a song, like, sure. Like I know that you have like some pop punk kind of origins and, and influences as well, but um, you have more of like a, a hard sound with like melodic vocals. So it never really sounds truly like pop punk to me. Cause it's always got that nuance of like something more. And, and, you know, I, I say that, you know, nights like thieves in general is, kind of a band that's got like this um you know you got that like the layered vocals you got the layered guitars you got the intricacies that you know pop punk band's not going to put the effort into unless they're you know paying a producer like you know tons of money or, or sitting in a recording studio for a year to figure that kind of stuff out but um you know i'm just kind of curious like why first of all when you go into a song like why do you think something sounds a certain way because when i listen to it it doesn't seem like that to me for, for what I hear. It always kind of has its own nights like thieves sound, which, you know, cool. you. it's kind of like, it's kind of like, you know, when you listen to taking back Sunday, it doesn't matter if they're singing a show tune, it still sounds like taking back Sunday. Right. So what, what do you hear in it? That sounded like it was kind of pop punky because I, when I heard it, I was like, that's interesting. Cause kind of sounds like another nights like thieves song to me. Oh, for distraction. Yeah. For that one particularly. Well, I just thought it was just a basic like four. I always call it the punk rock T. Yeah. Down, up, left, right, whatever. Yeah, right, it's left. Just like <laughs> the, the generic structure of a pop. Don't knock song. it. That's like ninety percent of all my songs I ever written, man. <laughs> Which there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with that. Like I, you know, I, I grew up listening to. I, I grew up listening to metal bands. Then I got into punk rock through skateboard and surf videos. Yeah. Um, when I lived in Florida, when I was like 12 is, you know, when I got started getting into like the, the newer punk rock stuff, um, no effects, bad religion through Taylor Steele's momentum surf video. You know, I used to surf gotcha. and skateboard. I still skate, but surf here and there, not, not as much, but that's kind of what got me into, um, that style of music. And then when I was about 17 and moved into Mexico, I got into like, more i guess i was always in the minor threat and some of the like the the hardcore style punk bands back then and then i got into like the emo thing the post which emo to me was like the post hardcore bands yeah like at the drive-in um hot water music um they're you know uh rights of spring they were like one of the first ones sure um and then i got into like promise ring the get up kids uh, just tons of other bands and just started expanding. And I think for me and my personal, I don't know about distraction, distraction, Steve wrote that, but to me it sounded very like basic pop punk, but the way I write my songs, I guess I've always written like this certain way since, I don't know, a lot, over like 20 years, you know, my old band left unsaid. Um, I wrote a lot for that and you can tell, like you can hear a lot of my influences in that. Um, Deftones is another, like one of my favorite bands. Yeah. And so I like using those weird chords, kind of like Deftones uh, uses. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> just distraction to me just sounded very, because Steve was into very pop punk stuff. Uh, one of our favorite bands that we share together is Screech and Weasel. It's, you know. Nice. Um, one of my favorite bands as well. Yeah, I love, I mean, Screech and Weasel's, yeah, incredible. I mean, I grew up listening to them. 
So I will say that I never got good at playing guitar or singing while I was trying to play covers of Screeching Weasel songs. I'm like, this shit's the most basic thing I've ever seen in my life. And every band I've ever been in, except for nights like these, we've covered um, uh, a couple other, but we've always covered a Screeching Weasel song. So I used to play drums in the first few, uh, some bands and guitar, you know, I switched instruments and some of them played, but always covered a Screeching Weasel song. What's your favorite one to cover? Uh, we did my right. Okay. I think we did Hey Suburbia. I think we did. What else did we do? Um, I can't even remember. I have to pull it up. But I don't know if there's like one specific one. I like it's my favorite to cover. I just like yeah. love that band. An anthem from New, uh, New Tomorrow is one of my favorites albums. Wiggle Wiggle Wiggles, one of them. Kill the Musicians is one of my favorite albums too, That's but they they do a lot of covers on that one too. Yeah, right? yeah. They, I mean, they're known for. I mean, essentially, they even have an entire Ramones cover album. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, they, they've got, got their fair yeah. share of covers. They, they yeah. did Patsy Cline, uh, they did uh, Cranberries. They like, did Dolly Parton, didn't they? Uh, I think that was Patsy Cline, the one that's. Uh, oh, Dolly Parton just covered it. I think so, but yeah. Um, I, I fall to pieces. That's the one you're thinking. Yeah, of? That, yeah, yeah. On Kill yeah. Musicians. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a great one. It's now, so annoying to hear Ben Weasel album. sing like that, but I'm like, it works somehow. I don't know why, but it's just well. Good. That's what I loved about uh, Ben Weasel's that he didn't have the best voice, but he had like such great melodies and like yeah, just super catchy, you know, melodies. Yeah. <laughs> Phrases. So I've always kind of steered away from the emo label because, you know, I think it sounds like whiny. It has like a whiny connotation to it. And, and I, I know that a lot of people don't have that. Like they just think like emo is like a subgenre of rock where I think of like Dashboard Confessional. I'm like, I hate that crap. But then, then I, I know that, that like I listen to <laughs> bands like Taking Back Sunday, Sunny Day Real Estate, and even like Jimmy Eat World. Sunny Day Real Estate's legends too. I love that. Yeah. Band. yeah. All these bands kind of have that emo connotation or label, sub subgenre rock label on it. And I'm like, these are some of the best bands that I've heard ever. You know, these are some of my favorite bands. And I think you guys definitely have a, a mix of those bands. And like you said, with like some of the heavier stuff like Deftones and some of that stuff. But I just like to call it indie rock. But do you ever feel like you're in an emo band or do you feel like there's an emo concept in general to the band or, or do you just kind of feel like that label is just kind of like whatever? Well, I think what people categorize emo music, like my chemical romance and all that stuff. I don't, to me, that's not what emo comes from. Emo comes from post hardcore. Like yeah. that's for me, um, was like cap and jazz drive like jehu stuff like that when i was growing up and getting introduced to the emo term those are the bands that i was like listening to and getting you know shown to and then as it progressed it became this like eyeliner hair thing this like gothic thing and yeah when it became mainstream and i was like that's not really i remember emo bands back they look like nerdy guys playing hardcore music yeah exactly emotion filled yeah uh, they're still wearing myself. like flannel shirts and stuff not like yeah i mean it's just <laughs> but i think music over t- now nowadays like the genre names and stuff it's all over the place i mean um what was it somebody won like best rock album some like mainstream artist but it's like rap or like it's like hip-hop it's oh like, yeah probably like 21 rock. pilots or some garbage like that mm, um i think 21 pilots is sick actually like i've seen I mean, those dudes are talented. I'm not. I don't hate on anybody. I'm not saying they're not talented. They just make shitty music. I mean, Dave Matthews Band is a great and talented band, but I don't listen to their music because I can't stand it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's some stuff. I, I, you know, my my music taste is all over the board. I just love music. Yeah. I mean, hell, I I rock with Selena, dude. There's some Selena songs that are dope. Like, <laughs> uh, I'm a big fan of hip hop. I, I love rap, uh, battle raps. I, I I just my my taste is everywhere. Yeah. But for us, when people say like, hey, what kind of music do you play? I just I just say it's emo punk, like alt rock music. Yeah. But does that even mean anything? You know, like so, yeah, the, the, the genre names are just they're all over the place now. So to me, I don't care. I, I'm too old to deal with when I was young, you know, like when you're a teenager and your favorite band starts getting on MTV, like sellouts. And I don't even care about that stuff anymore. Yeah. It's like, you know, they wanted music. to like pay their bills, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I just love music. And if, yeah. and if I'm into it, I'm into it. Yeah. Cool. So one thing I think you about you is that you, 
physically look like you're always excited to play shows. And unlike a lot of bands, you're not the kind of guy that just stands in one place while playing. Um, basically, it looks like you're doing parkour as much as possible across the stage <laughs> when I see you playing. Um, you know, obviously, that's why we were talking beforehand that, that you have like a wireless uh, setup for your guitar so you can kind of run across the stage. Obviously, yeah. you kind of still have to come back to the microphone, come back to the pedal board. Um, have you always had that energy or like is that something that you developed after playing a lot of shows? I've always been like that. So since I'm a skateboarder and I skateboarded pretty much my entire life, I look at playing shows kind of like skateboarding, like and I just like to get into it. What really got me into moving around at the drive-ins, like my ultimate favorite band. And I remember when I first saw them, I was like 16 or 17. They just went nuts. I was like, oh my yeah. God, this is incredible. And I kind of, you know, ever since seeing that, I was just like, I want to do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've always been energetic like that. Um, yeah. I feel like there's kind of like a fine line of this where, where like if a singer's, especially if they don't play an instrument, like, I feel like if you play an instrument, you can be as energetic as possible and it's still like you're in the band. But when it's like a singer who's like kind of the front person and they're going crazy. And, and I'll bring up the example of uh, Matt from Cage the Elephant, for example. Uh, Matt Schultz, I believe is his last name. If you watch him live, it's more like him being like the center of attention and him doing gymnastics, basically, and then stripping the entire show. And I'm like, ah, I'm not a big fan of this. Like, I love their music. But every time I go watch them, I'm like, I'm just going to go stand in the back and drink beer while I listen to this. Cause like, this is just way too weird for me. <laughs> yeah. So like, do you have like an idea in your head? Like, do you ever think like, am I taking away from music when I act like, or when I run around or is it just like, that's part of the show because that's who you guys are. Well, I, since I sing, you know, I'm, I'm always tied to a microphone in the stands as I sing and play guitar. So I only rock out really when it's no singing involved. Yeah. Meant for it. But no, I don't get sloppy with it or anything. I don't do it just I, I've just always been like this. <laughs> yeah. And just yeah. Just yeah, just I like, will say it's not distracting. I think especially because you know the difference between let's say you guys and KG Elephant is you guys aren't playing for twenty thousand people at any given any given show, obviously. Unfortunately. Um, sometimes <laughs> it's hard to get people to fucking get up and move when you're in a concert and you're like, Hey, I'm playing. There might be fifty people here, but you guys can move. Like you don't have to just stand still and stare at me like a bunch of weirdos. Like I'm sitting here playing music for you. Like you can, you can do something. So yeah. I, think I it, mean, it, yeah. The, I think the biggest show our band's played so far is definitely opening up for lit. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how many people were there, but definitely over 500. Um, yeah. My previous bands back in Albuquerque, we've opened up, we got to open up for the Deftones. We've opened up for Bad Religion, Chili Peppers. We we got to play. We opened up for the Offspring, which was like six thousand people. So we got to nice. play big shows like that. It's different now. Like, you know, for me, it's like I when I when I started nights like these, I felt like I'm starting over again. Yeah. And and playing music in this day and age, and and now, and you know, we're older and stuff. It's it's a lot different than it was when we were in our early twenties, teenagers, or early twenties and music, I felt was impacted. Like people were impacted by like, especially the style of music we play differently than they are now. Nowadays it's like, it's, you have the internet, you know, you have social media, all this stuff. It's like the way music is portrayed and taken in is completely different than it was 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, where you would have to go to like, a live show to check out a new band or have to see them on tour and stuff. Nowadays it's different. And the, the shows of the live aspect has changed a little bit too. Like and there's a lot of people on, at a show, you know, they're, they're like this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's um, yeah, it's, it's different, but still fun. I love it. Yeah, I was going to say, it's 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 no secret that we're not spring chickens. We're both over 40. I'm just curious kind of what motivates you to keep playing in a band and making new music in the face of knowing I that just, I love you it, have man. all these other life responsibilities, right? And and yeah. you know, what, are you, what are you still trying to achieve? Uh, just creating. I have to yeah. constantly be creating. Like that's otherwise, if I'm not creating and doing things I love, then my brain goes insane. I'll go nuts. Yeah. So um, music is just a passion of mine. I love it. Um, and I just, I will never stop doing it until, 
you know, I take my last breath <laughs> pretty yeah. much. As, as long as I can still have my hands and move and create and I can still think and <laughs> write, yeah, I'm going to do it. They'll, they'll plug you into like one of them Stephen Hawkins things where like you can just think and it'll become hey, something. There's, there's a documentary. Oh, what's his name? He's like an incredible guitar player. He played in some 80s like metal bands and stuff, but he's he rips and he got a- ALS. So oh, wow. sad. But he continued to write music and they did. There's a whole documentary on it. I You'd have to Google it. But um, I forget how he did it. They connected something, but his eye movements would like uh, pick the notes, notes and he would compose music and it's incredible wow um i mean it's a sad story but yeah it's incredible just that he did that but yeah i mean you know um i just i've, I've done this i've been in bands since i was 11 12 years old i've been playing music since i was six years old this is all i know i just love it so much and i just I, yeah <laughs> nice that's how i feel too is like i i put out music i record it but i'm like I know that nobody likes my music any more than I do. Like I'm definitely my biggest fan and I don't care if anybody else listens to it. People will like it. Sure. That's fine. But it, like, even when they're like, Oh, it sounds good. I'm like, I really don't like you, your, your opinion doesn't really sound genuine. So I'm just going to say that like, you don't really care. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> well, it's not, no, it's not necessarily true. I mean, there could be a lot of people that like your music and they just don't, you just don't know. <laughs> I mean, nobody likes my music, Mario. <laughs> Was your song the one that was on the intro? No, that's one of my friend's songs. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll say because if that's you, that was that was good. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> that was that was like a bunch of my friends back up in uh, Eugene, Oregon. They were in a band called Birds Love Filters, and uh, I played bass like interim for them for a little bit. We never played a show with them, but um, yeah, that that was a good band. They uh, no longer. That, is is Eugene? Oh, Eugene, Oregon. Never mind. I was thinking yeah. Ogden, Utah. I think it's called Ogden or something. Where the used is from, but yeah Anyways. yeah i think the you the use is i'm pretty sure is definitely from uh like utah somewhere yeah yeah i don't is that how you say ogden yeah i think that's where like utah state or something is one of them colleges yeah. is there the use is yeah. awesome though that their first record i remember the way i used to buy cds i wouldn't even know what the band is but just by the artwork i would be like okay i'm gonna buy this and check it out that's how i found yeah. a lot of bands back in the day same yeah. with records too. I used to get seven inch records every weekend. It was like my thing when I was like a kid. Yeah, I feel like that kind of come kind of goes with like the naming of a band too. You can almost tell like if you'll like the music by the name of the band half oh, the time. Oh, for sure. It's like that name doesn't seem like I'm gonna like that band. So I'm well, probably okay. Not here, like here, here's one of my favorite bands. You tell me if you think you would like it just by hearing the name Small Brown Bike. Sounds like an indie rock band. I'm probably check them out. Yeah. Well, when you say indie rock, do you mean like emo? <laughs> no, I mean like, uh, I don't know, like, uh, well, I guess a little emo, but more like just like uh, good songwriting, kind of like Grizzly Bear or something like that. Grizzly Bear is rad. Yeah. I like Grizzly Bear. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I think of that band. I'm like, that kind of sounds like that would be like in that genre. They definitely don't sound like Grizzly Bear, but. All right, so let's dig into your guys' music a little bit because obviously you've released, I think, three or four EPs over the years, and you have uh, about five. Well, five. E- yeah, so we released. We have four EPs, but we just put together um, our fifth EP from the singles that we released this year. Sure. So I guess, yeah, I guess we could say five EPs. Four released, one unreleased, essentially. Yeah, because this year we did a different approach. We were like, let's just release singles, and then we'll put it together at the end. But there's one song that we still haven't released that we're releasing in December, um, but we did get these CDs printed that we're only going to sell at shows and online that have all the five songs. Yeah, it's good because you're bringing all my questions kind of together, but I'll I'll, I'll kind of ask you so you can articulate on them a little bit more. But uh, I would like to know, like, First of all, first of all, you answer the first question, which these these songs are definitely going to be compiled into a new EP, not a full length or anything like that. I like it. Um, <laughs> secondly, I am curious why you guys started to do the singles and obviously EPs in the past as opposed to putting out a full length album. What is there a reason why you guys have chosen to do that? I, I assume recently it's more for the Spotify algorithms and stuff like that to kind of keep momentum on, you know, the uh, the Spotify playlist and stuff like that. But um 
even before that, did you have a kind of a mindset of how you were going to release music? Yeah. So, um, we feel that nowadays, since, since the tension spans are short, <laughs> they gotten yeah. shortened. It's, it's hard to keep people's interest these days. And there's so much content and so much stuff going on. And of course, you know, we write music and we want it to be heard. So, um, we're like, let's try this single releasing approach and see if that does anything different than releasing a full EP as a collective thing all together. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's basically, we were releasing a new single every two months, um, and with, along with the music video and just trying to push one at a time. And hopefully if that gets people interested, then they'll go back and check everything else out. But, yeah. um, it's like what you said. Yeah. The, the Spotify algorithm, you get, you can only pitch one song at a time to the, the playlist, uh, the Spotify playlist curator, like the, for the big ones, which yeah. we haven't gotten yet. But, um, so yeah, that's, that's basically all we did it. And then, um, we were supposed to release a new song actually, uh, I have a board right here where it has this all like this month or something. I would think, huh? Yeah. We're supposed to release like October 7th, but we're pushing yeah. it to December now. Yeah. And next year, our plan is to release a full length album, um, 12 songs, but we're going to release five singles and then we're going to release the other seven all together as one thing. Gotcha. So kind of probably more in the end of, end, tail end of 2023 then? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Nice. And there's going to be a big change in our band, but I can't really not going to announce it just yet, but it's going to definitely yeah. be different. Yeah. So you guys are going Limp Biscuit style, post rap, post hardcore kind not of Not musically. It's yeah. we're, <laughs> we're adding, we're adding somebody to the mix. Gotcha. Well, I didn't know that Snoop Dogg was joining an independent band, but that's pretty cool. Hey, you know what? I got to open up for Snoop Dogg in my old band. Nice. <laughs> we, it was, it was, uh, we, it was my band left unsaid Snoop Dogg and Red Hot Chili Peppers. That is interesting. Is this like yeah. a house party? What what kind of venue was that? <laughs> no, we played the Journal Pavilion. Okay. The amphitheater. The, uh, my old band, we were we got radio playing all this stuff. We were basically kind of what nights like these plays still. Gotcha. But you know, twenty years ago. <laughs> yeah, when it was still a popular form when of music. When it was starting, and... to, yeah. I mean, yeah. we when that song music started popping off, we had you know meetings with like. Interscope Records, uh, I think Roadrunner was interested in us, and some major, like, bigger labels were interested in us. I was 23 at the time. I, I'm actually working on a documentary of our band and all this footage I had for the last 20 years now. Um, but we we turned it down. The, all, our band wasn't on the same page. Ended up breaking up, and then I went to a different one. Yeah. So but we still kept playing shows, <laughs> reunion shows. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, you got to do something in the meantime while the, while the inner band is crumbling. You got to pretend like everything's okay and try to keep going. Right. <laughs> uh, I've, I've been in so many bands, man. There's constantly doing um, music. Before I moved to, to San Diego, I had a, a project called the hard drive crash and it was like, we did like dubstep punk rock metal songs <laughs> and we did like eighties, like electronic songs mixed with like emo. Like we just mixed up a bunch of stuff. It was fun. It was just my buddy yeah. Steve and I, and then I would have like my friends guest singing on it and you can download it for free. It's um, online, but yeah, it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of guest vocals and having your friends sing on, obviously the new single that you have coming up is called The Good Hurt. That's the one set to come out in December. Um, you actually have a featured vocalist, Jake Davis, from the band Akana on it. Um, I think it's pretty interesting because from the little clip I saw on Instagram, Jake seems to be going pretty hard on that song, you know, putting some yelling into it. Yeah, I love Jake. Pretty, pretty smooth and pop punk sound to his vocals normally. So I'm curious, is this kind of one of those instances where it's just the energy on the stage or is this song actually going to be kind of like that? No, it's, it's got, he, yeah, Jake's the man. We love that kid. Um, and no, he sings the bridge, like how, how he normally sings. And then he, he has a killer, like hardcore screaming vocal. So that's, the breakdown is super heavy. Nice. And it fits perfect for it. Yeah. And so, do you guys plan to try to 
play the song live with him as often as possible when in the local area or is yeah, this like, of course. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, when you go on sure. tour, are you going to be taking the lead vocals or just not playing it? Um, no, that'll just be like a get down breakdown part. Gotcha. Uh, so you're just going to leave that part out, but, um, yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's fun. There's some of our pr- other songs have some screaming in it. I used to s- scream. I'm not as good as Jake with that stuff. Jake's the man. He, he kills it with that. But we have some like screamy stuff. Yeah. Or Matt, our guitar player, he he could take over some spots too. But we just figured if Jake's not with us, then we'll just keep that part just like a get down rock out part. Yeah. A little bit heavy. Unless Matt yeah. wants to scream his head off. Yeah. But <laughs> pull like an Eric Melvin and just scream at the top of his lungs ten feet away from the microphone. <laughs> yeah. We we've had a lot of cool features um in the past. It's just a bummer that the songs didn't get that much attention to them. But um, we've had uh, Sonny from P.O.D. He sings on Magic Eyes, The Bridge. Yeah. We've had Cody from um, uh, Teenage Bottle Rocket and the yep. Lillingtons sing on a song. Uh, Jared from Five Speed, which was like one of my favorite bands ever. They're, they haven't been around since like the early 2000s. But uh, who else did we get? My buddy Angel Flores. From painting promises, which uh, you'll hear more from him. <laughs> <laughs> You're not very good at keeping secrets, are you? Yeah, I know. I just kind of gave it out. <laughs> we'll just edit that out and be like, "Oh, nothing happened. You, you hear nothing, see nothing." <laughs> well, it's it's not really. I mean, depending on you know, the thing that's good about nights like these is that we're not. I mean, I don't know if it's a good thing. But our band's not that well known, so it's not like, you know, nobody nobody yeah. cares about us right now. But yeah. hopefully they will. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's kind of one of the things. Like, uh, I I work in I've worked in business coaching for like the last nine years or so, and people are always like, you know, they start a business with the one name, and it's like their kids' names, and I'm like, nobody knows your kids; they don't know you. Like, it's a meaningless name. Like, you can't call L and R Studios or whatever. Like, it doesn't mean anything. Like come up with something that relates to the customer because then that's what they want to enjoy, right? Then they know it's targeted at them. They're like, well, I can't change my brand. I've had it for three years. I'm like, nobody gives a shit about your Dude, brand name. I, so <laughs> I deal with this with bands too. Yeah. Like um, when I do music videos and stuff too, um, you know, they're so worried about little things or sometimes, you know, there's something that you don't catch. Like, oh, let me fix that for you or something. Like, well, we already did this. It's like, dude, look, your video is going to get what maybe 500 views tops and it's like no one's going to (laughs) care like yeah it's like if you're now i can understand if you're doing millions and millions and and then you change it if you're known for something it's hard to change it because then it's hard to start all over but like you're not you're not known for anything really yeah i mean yeah nobody nobody cares that's for us too it's like we've been doing nights like these for six years. Um, and I don't care, man, we can change everything again. Like, yeah. (laughs) The way people keep engaged with things too, you know, it's like, um, it's, it's so short lived. It seems it's really hard to capture people and keep them committed and staying with you. You know, you, sometimes you can have like a few of those diehards that like rock with you from day one all the way through which is rad. I mean, that's what you want. You know, you want like organic, um, super fans and and people that really support what you're doing nowadays with social media. There's so many different ways that you can just fake it. And and the number, the numbers game, I I don't know. I'd rather just have true people that really like rock with us for what we do than, uh, and now I'm getting on a different topic. Now I'm, I'm, now I'm yeah. thinking about the numbers things. Like, Yeah, that's all good. <laughs> my brain. Well, yeah, I was going to say the one thing I think that, and this kind of goes with it, is that it's it's not branding necessarily, but it kind of is because you guys have a certain level of caliber with the songs that you put out. And you don't, it's not like you go out and release demos or, you know, put out info, like well, you know, the, unreleased. Well, the first the first two EPs, um, I used to mix and master them. Yeah. And still sound good. 
Well, thank you. I yeah. But the the guy who we work with now, Joe Marsh in the UK, yeah. he's incredible. And like after working with him, it's like, do we take down all the the previous recordings and redo it with him, or <laughs> do we just keep moving forward and keep writing and putting things out? But man, it, he showed me that I suck at mixing and mastering. <laughs> well, yeah, I think it's one of those things that if you are you know like me like that's two of the things that i hate most about the entire recording process is the mixing and mastering and i'm like when i get to mastering mixing i can okay like okay right like whatever like it sounds like you know you can hear everything so that's good that's a good start but it's not how it should be and i don't layer you know 30 vocal tracks like you do or anything like that <laughs> yeah it's um, i mean it's different yeah your production quality is gonna it's I mean, for, for us, it's like, we want the best sounding stuff we can possibly do now, yeah. you know, before yeah. it was like, we would do it ourselves because, you know, money and whatever we do, everything ourselves. We do all our music videos ourselves. Um, yeah. cause, I mean, that's what I do for a living. And, um, we do like our design stuff. There's been a few artists that I've reached out to, um, and hired to do some design stuff for us, but mainly I do all that stuff. And it's like the recording thing, which is like the most crucial thing for us. Um, at first we, we record the drums at clarity recording studios, and then we would do everything else here, mm -hmm. like the guitars, uh, bass and vocals. Um, and then, but, um, and then we send it out to Joe now. So we'll send him the yeah. project file with everything and then he just does his magic and the dude's just incredible so i gotta give him a shout out yeah um, yeah yeah but before that it was just yeah i i would sit there and i would watch youtube tutorial videos how do i do this how do i do that and then try to listen but yeah it wasn't like i don't think our first two releases sound terrible they're just no, they not, sound pretty good yeah they're just not as good as what we're doing now yeah and that's why i was going to say because like you know obviously I was going to ask like, what is the recording process, which you kind of just detailed there. And then I was also curious about like the writing process, because when I, when I used to be in a band, like in high school, for example, like I would always write everything, even like bass and drum parts to some extent and just kind of have, a, have the rest of the band show up and kind of show them what to do. Most bands usually kind of play live enough or rehearse enough to where they can kind of make it up as they go and then kind of have the singer or songwriter go back in and put lyrics to it. I was curious which way you kind of do it. Do you kind of do the music first? Do you have everything kind of thought out and then have everybody come in and then kind of show them what they're supposed to do or what, how do you do it? Well, before Matt joined our band, I basically wrote everything. I would say like 95% of the songs. Yeah. Um, of course, like the drummer would write his part and stuff. Um, and uh, Steve, well, Steve played guitar um, first and then he switched to bass. Yeah. But when we first Classic started, story. Nights, yeah, when we first started nights like these, I basically wrote everything, but Steve would write his own parts to what I wrote, you know, yeah. and so on. Um, but now that having Matt in the band, man, Matt's like, Matt just writes so much. Like every week he's like, here's a new song. And we have like a cool collaboration, how we do this now. So it's like when Matt sends me his song, um, I would be like, okay, I'm going to take this section and I'm going to make this the verse. I'm going to take this, make this the chorus, whatever. Um, we like that. And we so kind of produce the shit out of it is what you're saying. Somewhat. I mean, we kind of, yeah. and then um, we'll give it the, you know, if we have a baseline in mind, we'll record that, write that down. Steve, what do you think? And if Steve wants to change it, he changes it. Kiyoki yeah. will change the drums at whatever we put down. So now this is like, the, we're all working together now. But um, yeah, it's different. It's it's each song that we do is completely different. I can put compile a whole song together here and show it to the guys, and then we can pick at it, whatever. Um, but Matt and I are the main writers for Nights Like Thieves, mm -hmm. um, and so that's how we've been doing it recently. And when I write a song, I mean, it can start from anything with a, a guitar riff. It can start with a drum pattern. It can. Uh, vocal idea is just all across the board it's just different yeah time. but mainly a guitar riff yeah but, uh, it's, it's usually the easiest to start with but yeah you can come up with things in different ways right yeah and i mean i've rewritten so many songs like like uh that song the latest song we put out sorry i i rewrote that song like three times yeah you know um but dude now we have 
we seriously have 40 songs right now. <laughs> At least 40. Maybe we have so, like 40, uh, 43 or 45. So I you have like it. seven years worth of material based on the two we months. We have so much two. right now. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and so what we're doing now is we're going through and we're like, what song do we want to do next? Yeah. You know, like, what are we going to do? Um, but it's cool. Every week we're, <laughs> I mean, Matt just sent me a song yesterday. I'm working on one myself and it's just, it's great. We have well, so keeps much busy. Material. I mean, it's better than hanging out with your family, right? Well, my fa- <laughs> I don't have family in California. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> but, um, most people are like, oh, yeah, I got like a girlfriend, a wife, kids. I like, do. You know. I have a fiance that we, we, yeah, and we have six cats and a dog. Yeah, well, there you go. That, and you would the, never know. If you came to my house, you would never know that we had six cats. They always hide. They're fucking sneaky bastards. Well, it's not that they hide. It's just like <laughs> you don't smell the cat. Like it's, oh, it's yeah. we keep this place really tight. And um, I had a buddy of mine from Arizona come out and stay with me, and he's highly allergic to cats. And, and he's like, I'm like, dude, I have six cats. He's like, he's like, I don't know. I'm like, don't worry. We'll, we'll, you know, you probably won't even see him. And then he's like, dude, I didn't even, it didn't even phase me. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I didn't have good filtration in that, in that house. Yeah. We have, we have, um, like our house is set up. It's a weird layout, but it's like three levels. And then we keep the, the balcony open and there's a lot of space. So, we're stoked. Yeah. Yeah. And people with cat allergies are stoked to stay here too. <laughs> <laughs> Airbnb host Mario Rivera. <laughs> yeah. So my fiance, she's lived in Vegas. She loves Vegas. Yeah. So she keeps like hinting, like, we should maybe down the road move to Vegas. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> it's cheaper than San Diego, but it doesn't have the beach. That's the only problem. I love San Diego. I love yeah. it here. Yeah. I mean, for most of my time, though, I'm always in this room, either editing or do, doing music stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. Or doing podcasts or whatever. I don't have a podcast. Actually, well, we did this podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, your podcast. <laughs> we did do a podcast. My uh, this is about. I think what you did one episode, right? Or it was we did like four one episode, episodes? but never made it public. It's called yeah. Cats in Bed, and it's my fiance and I in bed with our cats, playing with our cats, and we talked for like an hour. I did a three camera setup, mic'd <laughs> it up, did it all professional, never made it public. We did this like seven, eight months ago, just we were just for fun, and uh, we only we have it on a private link that we only share with like our close friends and family. <laughs> <laughs> And they're like, you should do this for real. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I will say, obviously, one of the cool things is that your music video skills that you've you've been creating music videos and videos in general, obviously, for years. um, But they're always on point. And, and, you know, obviously, that's what you do for a living as well. But I I was curious, like, thank you. You know, obviously, you direct these music videos and you shoot them all and all that kind of stuff with some help, as you mentioned before. But, you know when I write songs, I kind of also visualize the story in my head as I'm writing it. I was wondering if you do that and kind of almost envision the music video as you're writing it, knowing that you'll probably make a a video for it someday. Sometimes. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there's sometimes where I'll script it out and actually, um, so have you seen our music video called I collide for nights like these? Are we really I believe it? so. I think I've seen them all. So, it's the one that I put us in all these famous movie scenes, but it looks like uh, we're yeah. in actual movies. Yeah. So back in the day, um, let me see, like 2009, 2010, I used, when I was living in Albuquerque, I used to take like these movie scenes and put my friends and I in it and we would just get a kick out of it because it looks so funny because it looked <laughs> like we were actually in the movies. Yeah. And I always told myself, I want to make a music video just like this. And but I didn't know which band I wanted to do it for. And yeah. then when I started Nights Like This, I was like, okay, I'm gonna do this. So that one I kind of already had planned. I just let the guys pick what movie scenes they wanted to be in. Um, and sometimes I'll just do a video freestyle, yeah. like like Ready Set Survive. I just finished. Um, well, I got to do a couple little more things for it, but I did their music video for Aim for the Brain and Aim for Their Brain, and so. We shot just performance stuff in front of a green screen. Yeah. No storyline, that. 
And Troy's like, shout out Troy. He's like, just do whatever you want with it, you know? So they're all playing on the moon being eaten by zombies. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was like, uh, I don't want to just do some like performance video thing. So I had to let go and create a story as I went. Just I got his lyrics. The lyrics can mean two different things, routes with it. And then I just took, yeah, I was like, okay, I'm just going to kind of do it off this. Um, and yeah, but, um, every, every video is different. You know, when I work, certain bands already know what they want to do. Yeah. You know, some bands have no clue. So it goes, yeah, just any different. I mean, you've worked with a ton of bands, especially, you know, bands that I know, and we'll talk a little bit about this more and, and, you know, but you know, you've worked like urethane, I believe you've worked with radical radical. You've worked with, you know, a lot of these SoCal bands. That Radical are, Radical you know, video was a freestyle video. Same yeah. thing. Put them in front of a green screen and kind of just like freestyled it as I went. Yeah. And it's pretty cool because it kind of has like that stop motion yeah. kind of thing to it, which makes it, I mean, Adam's a pretty energetic guy. Kind of goes with his personality. <laughs> oh, dude. Homegrown. So Adam, here's a funny story about um, with Adam is like, I, you know, growing up, Homegrown was one of my favorite pop punk bands. Same. They're awesome. Um, and my old band Left Unsaid, we used to open up for Homegrown all the time when they would come through Albuquerque. And um, when we were kids, I mean, we were kids. And Adam had a, a label called Ah Utility Records, I think he was starting, and he wanted to sign our old band. Wow. I was like 19 or 20 or something. But yeah, Adam's great. He, um, we did a song together, Adam with Nights Like Thieves. Yeah. Um, Has it come out yet? No. Yeah, I didn't we, think so. We started this like a year ago. Yeah. But yeah, song... he had mentioned to me in a in a private message. He's like, Yeah, I'm working with Mario on a uh, new song. I was like, Well, just don't let him make it too emo. And he's like, No, it's emo, but tastefully so, or something like that. <laughs> oh, dude, Adam's the man. I love that guy, man. And 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 he's like, I love his voice too. He's just such yeah. a he's so talented and so good. And I've just always looked up to him growing up. Um, but yeah, no, we have the song like done like the demo version mm-hmm. now we have to like actually go and record it gotcha so, so we'll see that in 2024 then probably <laughs> <laughs> well i don't know the i don't know if it's going to be on the full line see so that's the thing is like we want to do like a um like a like i guess like a concept album like where everything kind of sounds together and then we want to still do songs that are like released as singles that will not sure. be Sure, sure. So we'll 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 see. We're nice. playing it by ear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I think one of the coolest things, obviously, you'd mentioned this uh, earlier in the show, but you actually, guys, the band got to open for Lit at the House of Blues earlier this year. It was a contest, obviously. Um, I'm just curious, what was that experience like? And did you know once you put your submission in, which was obviously green screened, you guys doing the entire Lit video for? Um, I forget what the song is called. Um, so we took the song of my own worst enemy my own worst enemy. that's the one yeah and we redid it in the style like if we wrote it changed the lyrics to why we should win it yeah and then we took their video from miserable yeah and then took the band i took the band members out of miserable and replaced them with us yeah so um, like the girl, like you're climbing Pamela up the Anderson. girl and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Anderson. Yeah, that's who it is. Yeah, I was like, I, I want to say Carmen Electra, but I'm like, that's not it. But it's somebody like yeah, they're both in Playboy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah did I you guys know, did you guys feel pretty that, good about that? I didn't know that we were gonna win it right away, but I yeah. knew there was gonna be like it was a competition. And as soon as I heard a video competition, I'm like, oh, okay. And that miserable video is. I love that video. In fact, um, back in the day, I was even telling the guys, we should do a parody video for one of our songs, like Let's Miserable, but we'll have Steve with the shirt off (laughs) and we'll be playing on Steve or something, you know, whatever. But we're kind of making like, um, so when when I saw that contest being posted, I was like, ah, it's calling me, dude. It's like, I've always wanted to make this video anyways, and what better way to do it with, you know? And so... It was cool, man. Um, the, it, it was a fun experience. Um, the guys in Lit are super awesome. And in fact, I'm actually hitting the road with them 
from November 25th to or October 25th to November 10th. They're bringing wow. me on to I do uh, to film. They hired yeah, videography. me videography and yeah, do some video stuff for them. I've done a few promo videos for them already. Um, so yeah, I'll be going on tour with Lit, Hoobastank, Alien Ant Farm, and Chris Rowe from the Ataris, which I've known Chris since I was 19 years old. Yeah. My left unsaid, we used to open for the Ataris and play with the Ataris all the time. Another great so, band. It's yeah, it's so it's gonna be super fun. Yeah, I have two side stories. One about Alien Ant Farm. So I was at the whiskey watching my friends in Rays on TV playing about four months oh, ago on i heard those guys hit us up yeah 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 so i know those guys uh like been friends with them for a couple of years now but yeah they're they're good dudes so yeah message them back if you haven't yet yeah i talked um, to them yeah yeah they're cool but i forget the lead singer's name from uh alien ant farm i want to say it's, it's dryden. Like, it's dryden yeah i was like it's, it's like tyler durden i want to say but it's, it's something like that so yeah dryden he was playing with this electric cello guy in like this weird kind of lounge act that he was singing in but he didn't sing right away he like came in halfway through the set started singing and i was like what the hell's going on right now and then he's like he's like talking and i was like taking pictures and he just comes over and gives me like a fist bump and i was like <laughs> okay dude you know that band is pretty awesome i love what's her second uh release is it called truant i think it's called truant Okay. But that has a song, You Are Welcome, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. album is freaking, is good. The whole yeah. album is great. Uh, yeah. I think it's called Truant. I'm so and bad it, with names. Even, like, my favorite bands, even with my own band, I forget some of our titles. I'm like, what is this called again? Yeah. Well, you don't have to look yeah. at it all the time. It's like you just hear the song, right? So it's like, I don't know what the thing's called. <laughs> yeah. And I'll tell you the, the a short, quick story about Lit. The the one and only time I got to see Lit was they were opening, so they were playing with like No Doubt on a tour, um, and then like two other bands. I think I want to say like it wasn't Hoobastank, but somebody like that was with them too. Um, this is before Hoobastank was a band or well known. Uh, they were just did that Titan AE song. Remember that animated film? They did like the main theme song for that movie, uh, uh, and it was big over the summer. But they played that at Warp Tour, and literally everybody booed them. And I was like, "What the hell? Like, they're just playing one of their songs. Like, you you liked every other song, and then they played that one animated song, and everybody started booing them. And they just, I think, after the song was over, they just left. I was like, "Yeah, Damn. I would too." Be like, fuck you guys. <laughs> I know that they have my own worst enemy is in the new Clerks movie, right? Yeah, I and think so. You brought up no doubt their new song "Mouth Shut" has Adrian Young playing on that too oh wow and he's in the video yeah interesting um, i mean I, dude, lit, I didn't even lit. know no doubt was still making music i haven't heard well, them for adrian years. young he he drums and lit for that yeah. song yeah, yeah. in the video but nice. dude I, I mean lit's been those guys been around for a long time all those bands have been around for a long time yeah and, i mean dude they played woodstock that's like yeah. pretty gnarly <laughs> um but yeah they're super super cool dudes I was yeah. like, yeah, I'm super stoked, man. And and I talked to Jeremy a lot. Yeah, dude's rad. Yeah. So he's like, hey, yeah, you want to come with us? I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> I'll get yeah. to experience I mean, what it's like. I've never been in like an actual real tour bus before. So, yeah. Well, I guess I've been in it with my friends' bands that had tour buses, but never like got to really travel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You've seen, seen the inside, but haven't got to live in it for a while. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 16 days. That's awesome, so, though. It's going to be fun. Yeah. So I was going to say, do you have any any shows for Nights Like Thieves or anything that you have coming up that you want to talk about? Um, October 22nd, we're playing Brick by Brick in San Diego with the Skylit Drive. Okay. Um, it's like all original members, they're getting together. They're doing a tour. We're opening that, that show. And then we're playing... Um, with Stack Like Pancakes and Hoity Toity on December 18th at Navajo Live. I think it's okay. called Navajo Live in San Diego. And then nothing booked um, at all. We're yeah. so, yeah, we're, we're being a little more choosy with like the shows we play and stuff. Um, and we don't. And I know you guys don't play a lot of San Diego shows. We don't. 
we yeah. just played one recently um but now that we're gonna have this band change we're gonna focus on all the new songs and stuff and then we're gonna um we want to book like a few shows you know um probably months in ahead so maybe for like march or april we'll, we'll yeah. come out with the new the new the new change yeah well and, Obviously, we already know that you're going to be opening for Sunny Day Real Estate at the observatory when they come through in, what, December, I believe, right? We are? <laughs> Dude, that would be amazing. Are you serious? Did you book yeah. that for us? Oh, <laughs> uh, you're, you're messing with me. I see what you're doing. Wouldn't that be awesome if I was like, Oprah would be like, yeah, I got you that opening spot. There you oh, go, yeah. buddy. Dude, I love Sunny Day Real Estate. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely, it would be awesome. Yeah. Um. What's the other? What's some other? No, do you ever get in the no knife? I don't. I don't think so. San Diego. I used to listen to them around the same time. Like, yeah, no knife was killer. Nice. Um, but yeah, thanks cool. for getting my hopes up for the Sunny Day show. I was about yeah. to. Talk to you. Hey, we're opening up for Sunny Day Real Estate. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that's like, you know, I haven't seen, I've never seen them live and because they broke up basically before I ever moved out to anywhere where there was places that they would ever play. Um, I lived in North Dakota and they were never going to come through there. I don't think when they were still playing. So um, now that they're back, you know, doing this tour, I'm like, I have to find a way to go watch one of these shows. I almost was going to yeah. fly to Chicago and go to riot fest just because that was the only thing on their schedule at first. And I was like, Holy shit. Do I have to go to Chicago now just to see these guys? So you're yeah. coming through here when they play. Uh, well, I, that's my hope. So yeah, as long as my wife doesn't care that I leave for a day and a half or so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude, I, that'd be great to play that show, but it's, it's yeah. so hard for us to get like on, you know, I grew up playing in the Albuquerque music scene and I've been in, playing in the San Diego music scene for, you know, excuse me, six years now. And, and I've noticed it's so hard to get on shows to like open up for national bands here yeah it's so hard well and i think they already have like a preset like they'll always like most national bands will have two or at least one tour mate right like they'll bring one or two yeah but, I, yeah, but like i don't know in albuquerque the promoter in albuquerque joe anderson he just he gave all the bands a chance to build yeah. their following it seems like out in california it's kind of like build your own following by playing shows that nobody goes to and then yeah playing the local shows for 50 people at a bar or whatever yeah or 10 people whatever even if we play for 50 people we'll be stoked yeah <laughs> don't get me wrong we have we've have gotten to open some some cool shows it's just a lot harder it's not so like and plus california is a lot bigger than new mexico yeah well i mean there's what so, six million it, bands in, in california for the 30 million people and, and i never heard of the pay to play type stuff until coming here yeah um, and that's but, that's super annoying like yeah, why would i pay you like i'm bringing entertainment that makes no sense <laughs> well some venue like some of them not all venues do it but someone will yeah. be like hey you need to sell these this many tickets and if you don't you owe us yeah it's like that's a, that's a lot of what vegas does too like a lot of the closer to the strip and downtown area they'll be like you have to sell this or we'll cancel your show i'm like what the hell like that's messed up yeah, it's crazy. But yeah. It's, Obviously, it's easier for yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say it's easier for younger bands. I think the older, you know, we're old dudes, so it's like it's people our age don't really care about going out to support a band as much anymore. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's like when you're young and you know, you have your friends and you have the kids and they're like, Yeah, I wanna come out and yeah. party. Yeah, See you can that. go put up flyers in high school or college or whatever. Oh, those were the days, man. Yeah. That was fun. <laughs> it was fun doing that stuff. I remember, like, when I was in a band in high school, I mean, we would have 50 to 100 people at a show, and we didn't even we didn't try hard. Like, we would just tell people about it, and they would tell people, like, we didn't have anything else to do, so what were we going to do on a Friday night? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, little towns. I remember when we toured my one of my old bands. We toured through Salina, Kansas. Yeah, and it like the, in the small towns like that, shows go off. Yeah, uh, Idaho places in Idaho, a lot of places like in the Midwest and um, were, were, were like that. It was great. It was yeah, awesome. definitely. I mean, that's star for entertainment because they don't have anything. So, 
Yeah. Here in Vegas, there's so much going on that nobody goes to anything. They're like, oh, I have all these options. That's how it is in San Diego too. Yeah. (laughs) Unless you're like a well-established, it's yeah, it's hard. I mean, for us, dude, it's we don't really have like a draw in San Diego. Yeah. Like at all. Um, It's it's really hard. We'll be stoked if we got like at least ten people to come see us. Yeah. (laughs) Tough. It's weird. Um, Yeah. So I think but, nowadays bands do the thing of like, it seems like now the way to do it is build yourself online, build a following online and through social media. And if you can do that, then I, yeah. I you know, so. Or just be young and play every goddamn show every, every week. All be the young, time. be yeah. young. <laughs> maybe, yeah. yeah, maybe we'll just be, a, we'll just start telling everybody like we're like, you know, we're like 19 to 22 year old kid. You're 26 years old, but you've lived a rough life. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. But it's still, it's still fun. Regardless, yeah. it's, it's always fun to do this stuff. So, well, we'll add some uh, links to your music and everything into the show notes below the episode. But do you have anything that you'd like to plug or anything else that you want to say to listeners or anyone that has yet to find you before we go today, or maybe even some shout outs that you want to throw out? Uh, shout out to all you, everybody who's in a band, musicians, all the people who listen to our bands and support music. Uh, shout out to you, Isaac. Shout out to Powered by Rock Cables. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's so many bands I can shout out. I won't do all that right now. But yeah, just thank you for having me. Um, and thanks to anybody who watched us all the way through. Um, if there's any bands that are looking for someone to do a music video, check out my website, mariojrivera.com. If you want to work together, yeah, I love working with bands. Uh, shout out to Joe Marsh in the UK for making our band sound good (laughs) (laughs) against Uh, us, against all of our talents. (laughs) Shout out to, yeah, all uh, everybody who's still rocking and doing this, and and don't be a dick. Enjoy, enjoy life. And last question before we sign off. What new music from this year, other than Nights Like Thieves, would you recommend people check out? What new music? Yeah. An album, a song, an artist, just one thing. I mean, uh, there's a band I like. I'm really into the band called Movements. Um, Balance and Composure. They're not a band anymore, but they're so good. Um, there's a band I checked out called Rain Check. They remind me of movements a little bit. Uh, a band called Stay Inside from Brooklyn, New York. Love yeah. those guys. Okay. They're awesome. Um, check them out. Uh, yeah. Check cool. out, the, check out the bands you have in your local town. Yeah, no shit, right? You know, support, <laughs> support the local bands. Definitely. Well, that's uh, awesome. Cause I think that's especially true for any place like a a city like San Diego or Las Vegas, where they have so many goddamn options, go check out local bands because they're not playing covers. You know how, you know how covers got famous because somebody somewhere played in a local band and then they got big. Now that song's famous. Now I think, you know, I had a conversation with one guy once he was like, why would anybody playing anything other than a cover band? I'm like, how the fuck do you think those original songs got written in the first place? You dummy. I'm like, yeah. it make no sense. <laughs> yeah, you got to support local bands, man, especially yeah. in your town. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, all bands start off as a local band, right? Exactly. So. Except for like, you know, American Idol, whatever that, you know, they just go on sing competition and then, then become famous or whatever. You know but, what? Yeah. I watch those shows. <laughs> I, I watched I watch several the of voice, them. I don't watch. I, yeah. Some of them are fucking awesome. Like yeah. I watch, they're, they're killer. Like some of those yeah. people are really talented. Yeah, I mean, all sure. those people are talented that make it through. Don't, don't. I mean, I can't sing like that, but yeah. <laughs> um, I wish. Awesome. So. I want to thank I want to thank you, Mario, from Nights Like Thieves, for being on the show today. Make sure to go to the show notes below this episode to check out the music, as I said, because if you haven't heard Nights Like Thieves, I know you're going to like them. If you like any of the songs or music or you know bands that we generally recommend, I know if you're going to you- like Nights Like Thieves. If you used to like bands from like Drive Through Records, Victory Records, like in the heyday of that stuff, then you'd yeah. probably like us. Yeah, exactly. But the new stuff's going to be a little different. Cool. 
And, and like you said, you know, you're looking at a full length, you got another EP coming out, more singles. So there's so only just going to be more coming and coming. And the videos are always cool. So definitely make sure to check that out. And so go to those links below this episode. Yeah, so. yeah check us out. And if you like it, like it, uh, hit us up. Let us know. Follow, Follow them on, on social media. Social media. Yeah. TikTok Message them every day and tell them how big of a fan you are. <laughs> Message me every day. I'll sit there and talk with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> every yeah. day. Well, that's the unfortunate thing is then he's going to reply back and then you're going to have to talk back to Mario. He's going to be like, Did oh, I, you know. <laughs> I reply. I talk to everybody. It's so fun. Like, I mean, why? Dude, of course. Yeah. I, I, I like it. It's. I don't leave my house unless we yeah. play a show or. I'm a cat you know, man, all right? <laughs> I have to. I Seriously, like I'm, I have uh, a mini ramp in my garage. Um, I want to build like a film set type thing in there. I have my room here where we do the music stuff. I'm like set. I have my six cats. You're in quarantine all the time. Dude. Yeah. When, when the when quarantine first happened, I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, Stay home. Yeah. All right. It's weird. I used to go outside all the time, but I'm, I'm constantly working. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. Um, awesome. So. But yeah, hit them up, obviously, check out all their music and all their videos and everything like that. And guys, remember the Powered by Rock uh, podcast is powered by our listeners. If you want to show us some support, please be sure to subscribe and share the podcast on social media. You can also make a donation of the podcast to help us keep making some awesome episodes with awesome guests like Mario. So obviously, you know, no obligation, just uh, if you feel like throwing us some coffee money, even though I don't drink coffee, it's more like beer money for me. Uh, You can find that link in the notes notes as well. (laughs) You can see the full video interview on YouTube. And Spotify now as well. If you want to check out some of our articles, album reviews, listen, interviews, go to poweredbyrock.com to read our absolutely free rocking blog. Also find our merch and gear. Uh, obviously, Nights Like Thieves is one of our sponsored artists. You can check out their profile on there for our guitar cables. To pick up some items to play and look like a rock legend, that's our show for today. We'll see you soon for the next episode. Until then, rock on. <laughs>